Hi, Emerald listeners. Welcome to How It's Reported with me, your host, Jamie Deep. Uh, This is the show where we interview reporters um, and talk about the process for writing cover stories for our print edition here at the Emerald. Uh, Joining me today is Nika Bartu-Smith. Nika, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to join the show. I have not really been interviewed and definitely not been on a podcast, so this is exciting. Yeah, awesome. This is really great. Uh, Just so the audience knows, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, what you do at UO, what you do at the Emerald, anything else about yourself uh, regarding journalism? Yeah. So my name is Nika, as Jamie said. Um, I am currently an arts and culture reporter at the Daily Emerald, Um, although I'm transitioning into a management role in the fall. um, I've been writing at the Daily Emerald since last winter term, um, and I'm a journalism student going into my fourth year. Awesome. That's really, really great. And congrats on uh, getting a management role starting this Thank year. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, in case you haven't read the story yet, uh, Nika wrote the cover story, Me, Myself, and My Business, and it is available online. It'll be linked in the description. So I strongly recommend that you read the story before coming back to the podcast. Uh, but Nika, if you can, go ahead and uh, describe your cover story in a few sentences. Yeah, I really wanted to write a piece highlighting small business owners at U of O, students that are going to school and running a business at the same time. So I got a collection of five students. All of them happen to be women, which I think adds a really cool take on the story um, and a lens of female empowerment. Um, And they're all doing different things business related, most of them doing art. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, How did you get the idea to do this story? Yeah, so... I, before, at the end of last spring term, I was writing a weekly column um, about student artists around campus. And so I was doing profiles on artists and I found that that was a really cool way to get to know the art community at UO and connect with people and get the word out about the cool art and the community that we have on campus. And so I was inspired by that and by some of the people I had met along the way and some of the people were running businesses And so from there, I decided I wanted to try and search out people who had started a business. And coincidentally, most all of them started their business within the pandemic because a lot of them had just extra time, um, as a lot of us did at the beginning, and decided that they wanted to pursue their creative passions in a broader sense. And then just kind of building off of that, um, you you talked about this like super, you talked about this briefly, but... um, how how big of an impact do you think the pandemic has had on students starting their own businesses, especially college students? Yeah, I think so. I think what I definitely gathered and noticed is that it has a huge impact on the art being done. And so that's a big piece of it, right? As I think that a lot of people had this time and when people go through really intense periods in their life, whether that's emotionally or physically, a lot of artists really dive deeper into their art. And you can see many examples of artists with some of their greatest work is produced in periods of depression or these other things. And I think the pandemic for so many of us has been really intense in many different ways. And so I was noticing people delving deeper into their creative habits and patterns, especially as we were spending time in isolation. And so I think talking to people, part of what the pandemic provided was not only the time for people to maybe pursue their creative passions in a different way, but also I think we were all learning how to use social media in a different fashion a little bit too. And just, it became more prevalent because we weren't seeing people in person in the same sense. And so I think people had this time to really 
focus on their social media presence for their businesses um, and grow that. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely seen that around with a lot of my peers as well, um, starting their own businesses. What was your process for writing this story? How were you able to find people to interview? Yeah, it was really hard to find people to interview. Um, I, you know, I pitched the story probably a month before it was due. And the writing that we do at the Emerald, most of it, I pitch a story and then write it within a week. And so it's a really quick turnaround. And a cover story is different in that you pitch it and have about a month to find your sources. And for the first two weeks, I wasn't hearing anything. I had posted on my social media Um, the social media team at the Emerald had posted on their social media and I wasn't hearing anything and was starting to think about the need to change gears. Um, And then I reached out to one of the previous students I'd interviewed for the column who was a small business owner, um, but I couldn't interview him again. And he was able to put me in contact with Jaylee Smith, who creates swimsuits. Um, And so I was able to talk to her. And then I was, I'm doing an internship this summer and while we were walking with the group of other people doing the internship through UO, I overheard this woman talking about the fact that she just started a business. And so I immediately pulled her aside and asked if she would be interested. Um, and she was kind of excited about it. And, um, and then I think from there, I got a couple other people off of social media. It just took a little while. And I realized how I kind of had to post almost daily and really get the word out there. It's, yeah, the struggle to to get sources and to find sources is really real. Um, I kind of wanted to dig in a little deeper about uh, when you reached out to one of your former sources uh, to to find more people to interview. Um, like, what was that? What was that like for you to just kind of reach back to someone you've, you've talked to previously? Yeah. So I had wrote a really cool profile about this person um, and he runs a clothing brand called Vision and I really loved that piece. I think that that was one of my favorite pieces I had written up until that point because I think it, I hadn't really thought about the fact that there are business owners on campus before writing that. Um, And so, yeah, we had a, I was able to connect with him through that and hadn't reached out to him since. And it was a little, it's always a little weird to reach out to somebody, especially like somebody that I've talked to in the past and I wasn't reaching out to get anything for him. And it, it was a bigger story. I was writing a cover story. And so there was a way in which I kind of prefaced that with, I would love to include you in the piece, but obviously I already wrote a profile on you, but do you know any other artists, um, that are running businesses? Cause I think that that's the thing about the artist community is it's pretty interconnected and artists know artists who know artists. And so people are bouncing ideas off of each other and meet each other through similar circles. And so I figured that that would be a good lead. Um, and it was. As journalists and as reporters, there's a lot of talk about like making sure that interviews aren't transactional and developing that relationship uh, between people. And I feel like, um, like, how do you think that? I don't want to say paid off, but like, how did like that benefit you in in writing this cover story? Yeah, I mean, I think part of that in particular thinking about, yeah, the transactional nature that can happen with journalism is I think I've realized how a lot of that is about just the interviewing that you are doing. And so I think even, you know, so much of what I don't include in what I'm writing is the ways in which I try to shape my interviews so it feels like a conversation, right? Where I'm genuinely interested um, and they aren't just scripted questions. So like when I go to into an interview, when I first started interviewing, I would have this list of questions and I would read off of it. And I've gotten to a point where 
five minutes before the interview, I'll jot down a couple ideas that I have in my head and go from there and expand on their questions or on their answers and build questions off of that. And so I think that that's a big piece and not making it feel transactional is really having a conversation and being genuine about the conversation. Um, And then I think, I know that he had been really excited about having the piece published because it was I think it was great for his brand and for his company. Um, and I think it's it's about the way that you reach back out too, right? Like I very much, it was kind of like a check-in. I think it was over Instagram and I was, a, it was a check-in and I like, Hey, do you know anybody else? And I think he, he seemed excited to pass on other people and was excited to get other people's information out there as well. In addition to uh, the difficulties you had finding sources, uh, what were some other challenges that you faced in writing the story? I think one of the most challenging aspects of this story and all of my art reporting over the past year and a half has been the fact that I can't see stuff in person. Um, and so doing interviews over Zoom is challenging in and of itself. And with the pieces that I'm doing, I'm really focusing on something that's so visual. Um, and it can be really hard to write about something really visual when I can't really see it in person. And I can't go into the artist's studio space, which I would have chosen to do if I had had the option and see the space where they're creating work and maybe sat in on a session as they are creating this work and really be able to describe that. Um, and so I think, yeah, that's one of the most challenging aspects of just online reporting in general. Um, and something that I think a lot of reporters will attest to over the past year and a half. Yeah. Just everything going remote really has changed the way we've done pretty much everything. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, recording rem- even now we're recording remotely, which isn't a novel thing, but it's definitely a new skill set that I personally had to develop. So I feel those challenges and those difficulties 100%. It is just really really different and it's it's hard. It's definitely really hard. Um but on the flip side of that, what was the most rewarding part of writing this story? My favorite part of this story, which I think is my favorite part of a lot of stories of these profiles, was just the excitement that I got from the five artists that I interviewed, the five business owners, when I produ- when I released the story. One of them, um, Jaylee Smith, instantly sent me a message and she posted all over her Instagram and was so excited that like her face was on the cover of the newspaper. And so seeing that excitement and people getting just so like so many emotions about having their story told. Um, and I talked to a couple people that, yeah, were kind of almost surprised that I was interested in what they were doing. Um, and kind of prefaced the interview with, I, I don't know that I'm going to have anything interesting to say, but thank you for taking the time to interview me. And then I had a great interview with them. And so I really look forward to that piece and just that connection that I get with another person and seeing how much it means to them that I'm telling their story and that I'm taking an interest in telling their story. Taking a step back, what makes these types of stories so important, these profiles on people to you? What's really important about this type of reporting? Yeah, so profile pieces, human interest stories are my favorite type of reporting and definitely what I plan to pursue post-graduation. And I think that, you know, news is really important, of course. And I think it's what we think of when we think of as the newspaper or when we think of as reporting. And I think that is something that there's a time and a place to have those that told, but then there are so many people's stories out there that aren't being told on a daily basis because it isn't, 
the some and I think the thing with news so often is that it's like the it's breaking, it's immediate, it's what's happening right then. Oftentimes it's sad or difficult or intense. And not that art isn't that as well sometimes, but I think the thing about these pieces that I focus on on artwork, but also just pieces of a human story in this profile really add they humanize the news as a whole and the types of stories we're telling. Um, and they're easier for a lot of people to connect with because we see it's we can see ourselves in these faces and in these stories. Um, and I think it gets a lot more people excited about reading the news too when we see these types of stories included, included and dispersed throughout. Um, yeah, and I think that there's so many voices that are so often forgotten in the mainstream news media because there is this focus on what's happening right now, what's breaking and less, Hey, let's look at what's happening in this small community. And like, what are the really amazing things that are being done by people that we know and people just like us. Um, and that's why those stories are really what I gravitate towards. Um, yeah. And I think they really, they reach, sometimes the impact is, you know, at UO, it's not like they're reaching a huge audience, but they are reaching a broad enough audience that, there are people that I think it inspires to think about their story in a different light and think about maybe the artwork that they're doing and think about the ways in which that can and does have an impact on the community as a whole. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I That really resonates with me and for me personally, like the kind of reporting that I want to do as well. Um, and I guess building off of that and um, these profiles, how do they fit? in kind of the current context of the culture at UO. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're so needed. I think, I mean, I really love the Daily Emerald. Obviously I'm biased because I work there, but I think we do a really good job of trying to really connect with the, with the community as a whole. And I think that that's one of the things that is so needed in a newspaper is this, as a whole, society has a huge lack of trust in the newspaper and reporting that system as a whole. Um, we've seen that lack of trust. It just continues to go downhill over the years. Um, and I think a huge piece of that is about the coverage and about, I mean, also transparency, but I think that that's why those types of stories are so necessary. Um, yeah. And I think the Daily Emerald does a really good job of highlighting that through profile pieces because we do try to include a good amount of profiles and really highlighting local events on campus and events put on by students and student voices and tr really trying to make sure that that is heard. Um, and also seeing that through like our social media platforms and putting polls out there and try and asking people what they want to hear about um, and trying to include voices that aren't just the journalists we have on staff, but really trying to reach the UO community as a whole. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I agree with all that you're saying on this. Um, and I guess Thinking forward, you're talking a lot about um, kind of taking these profiles and connecting it to the to the greater community, um, I guess specifically UO in this case. Uh, looking forward as a reporter, like what what are your goals in reporting? Like what exactly do you want to do? Yeah, like post-graduation? Yeah. Yeah, so I really love the idea of traveling. Um I think that's what really got me excited about journalism is the ways in which that it can bring you to a lot of different places and those connections with a lot of different communities. Um, 
And so my dream is to, I don't want to be a travel journalist per se, but I think I really would love to go spend time in communities and really connect with those communities and amplify and highlight these stories that aren't being told on a broader scale um, and stories that are really meaningful on a small local level, but that have broader implications for society as a whole and play into themes that we're seeing. Um, For me, journalism is a form of activism. um, And I really feel like it it all needs to be done through a lens of social justice. Um, And so I think that's what journalism for me means, even though a lot of people talk about you know, the need for journalism to be unbiased, which it is true that we need to look at all our sources, but we all have our own biases. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I've thought a lot about in the type of news journalism and reporting that I want to do is those human interest stories that have a huge impact. And it's really important that I think about whose story I am telling and why I am telling that and how to do it in an intentional way. And not only tell somebody else's story so much, but provide a platform for somebody to get their story out there. Um, and you know, help guide it, but really let them tell their story. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there, hundred percent. And thank you so much again for sharing all of that. I guess now my, my final question is: if you want, if you wanted readers, and I guess for this podcast listeners to take away something from the story you wrote and your experience writing it, what would it be? Yeah, I think. I really want people to recognize the really amazing artist community we have at UO, community as a whole, but specifically the artist community, um, and recognize the ways in which it's important for us to support that community in whatever way that we know how and the way we can. And so whether that's buying art from other students on campus or, you know, getting photography done from other students on campus or posting on your social media and kind of hyping them up um, or even just telling people about the opportunities we have on campus and about the, the, the small businesses and the student artists we have. And I think that that's so important. And it's also a form of networking on campus. And that, that I think is a huge part of college that is important for all of us to be aware of is these kind of relationships that we make with somebody, whether it's somebody that you have in your class now, and then 10 years from now, you might be able to look at them and be like, well, I had class with that person and now they're a famous painter or whatever it is. I think those connections are really important to make and to recognize that we have them here on campus. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming onto the show. No, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk more about the piece. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, So that will be all from us here today, Emerald listeners. Thank you all for tuning in. And I hope that you are safe and happy wherever you are. Bye-bye.